steak in it. That's not Did you drink out of this rig? No, I don't think. Is that yours down there? This is yours? Okay. All right. It's good to be in God's house with you all today. It's a pleasure to sing praises to our King together. You know, that's what we should be doing. Uh, every morning I get up and usually there's a song in my head or it's in my heart. I asked Alice the other day, I said, what's playing in your head? And it's a song about the Lord. We should use these opportunities to praise him. And we should take this out into the world and praise him every day. Um, as you know, many of you know, I've had a little procedure done. And so I've asked my good friend, Rich Steeman, to come and preach for us today. Rich is a, and Tina are friends to this church. Uh, I was, we were trying to figure it out. We've known each other at least 40 years. And uh, it's just, you know how it is when you don't see a brother or sister in Christ for a long time. And then you see him and you just pick right back up where you left off. And so it's because of that common bond that God provides through his son, Jesus Christ, that salvation. But I'm excited to have you here today, Rich. I'm looking forward to being preached to. So come and present what God has laid on your heart. Remember, folks, God's got something for you today on purpose. So be listening. Yeah, we've known each other long. In fact, I've known a lot of you in here a long time. A lot of friendly faces I've been seen for a while. When she was in high school, <laughs> that was a while ago. Where's Lizzie? I used to teach her when she was little at our old church back in San Dimas when we were in uh, Bible college. So it's, you know, it's, uh, anyway, it's nice to be see a lot of friendly faces out there. I feel awful loud. Am I loud? I think I'm pretty loud. You could probably turn that off. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've got a big voice, so um, that's unfortunate, but God gave me this big voice to use. And uh, uh, I've had to use it several times uh, in places where we didn't have any, any, any what do you call this, uh, uh, microphones and, and uh, turn you up and turn you down. So if you want to turn me down, Dan, Daniel, right? Am I get Daniel, right? George, I'm going to get this right. Okay, I've met him twice. I'm going to get this right. He's doing a good job back there. Uh, he, he's kind of going crazy by a little bit. He's doing good, though. And, uh, and that's fine. Anyway, this morning, if you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalms uh, 16, 116, uh, I just want to bring a, it's, it's, uh, it's not really New Year's, but it's kind of like something I, I like to think about. Uh, Paul tells us to, to, uh, to uh, forget the things behind and, and press forward. But I think there's a, uh, there's a uh, purpose in looking back too and remembering. Uh, not necessarily uh, dwelling or, or, or letting it uh, keep us from doing things for God, but we need to look back because that's where we, we, we learn our uh, we, 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 we learn from our failures and our successes and all the things that, that uh, we used to do that maybe we don't do anymore. I was thinking about that. I do that every year. I do a reflection in my life to say, you know, God, what, what is it I need to be doing this year? You know, because it's a new year, and I, I'm not a big guy for, uh, uh, what do you call them, resolutions? Uh, 
you know, because that seems like I always mess up about a month in. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just sort of, especially when it comes to diet. Uh, but, uh, but, but uh, you know, the, uh, it's hard when you got a wife that cooks so good and, and, and she makes such good things at Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know, so those things are kind of hard to get, get by. But let's look at Psalms 116. This psalm uh, is a testimony, really, of a grateful man who uh, God had delivered from the, uh, the jaws of death, basically. And I just want to read one verse to kind of get us going here. In verse 8, it says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. He, uh, he's grateful to God because God had done a wonderful work for him. He was at the, at the threshold of death, uh, uh, and he, he prayed out to God, uh, and God granted him his request. We're not really sure who wrote this psalm. David wrote many of the psalms. There are, are several psalms that he did not write, and this is one of them. And I think uh, a lot of the, the commentary people, you know, that a lot smarter than me, uh, that uh, they say it might have been Hezekiah that might have written this because God, God brought him out of the pangs of death and allowed him, what, 15 more years. So the idea that uh, they're thinking that maybe he could have written this, this psalm uh, that we're looking at today. But uh, the other thing is the psalmist, uh, you know, he says, what, look, look at verse 12. It says, what shall I render unto the Lord for all the benefits towards me? I don't know. I look back this year, in fact, the last couple years, it's been a, a rough few years for uh, all of us in this room. And I look back and, you know, um, there's got to be a lot of stuff that we had joy for, though. You know, uh, even though the times get tough sometimes, you know, God says uh, the, that uh, we should get going. I'm going to move this. There. I like that, though. But I, I, I touch a lot. So, but anyway, uh, you know, the idea that, that the psalmist remembered uh, his affliction. And, and he says to God, he says, what shall I render unto you, God, you know, for all the benefits towards me? What should I do? What should I do? I don't know about you, but I, I got saved when I was 14, so I hadn't had a real, real heavy, you know, I wasn't involved in drugs and all that stuff, but I was a sinner for sure. And uh, uh, I needed saved. But, uh, you know, God saved me from a lot of that stuff in my life. And uh, I was very fortunate, but I remember times in our marriage, I don't know about you guys, but uh, we've had times where we were just crying out to God for, for answers in life. You know, we were at the point where we'd uh, just come to our end, you know. We'd been doing everything God wanted us to do, and we're just crying out to God, what is going on? <laughs> And then God always comes, comes through, but sometimes it, it, it's, uh, it's at the least likely moment or when we really uh, need to get on our knees to God. And I think maybe we should be on our knees a whole lot more to God than, uh, than we are sometimes. You know, and, and, and God will. But the psalmist, he's saying, what shall I render to you? And then he, he goes on and he remembered the time he was afflicted. And, uh, and that's there in verse 1 through 4. He says, I love the Lord because why? He hath, what, heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore, will I call upon him as long as I live? He says, I'm going to call on you no matter what goes on in my life. I'm going to call on you forever. He says, as long as I live. That's a, that's a long time. Remember, God saved him from the jaws of death. 
And now he's saying to God, I'm going to lift your name up. I'm going to love you and I'm going to call out to you for all the rest of my life. Then he goes on in verse 3. He says, the sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, be, deliver my soul. And that was the prayer that he gave that, that time. That, and I do believe it may, may have been Hezekiah. I, I'm not real sure. But, uh, but we, we're, we're hoping that. But Psalms, 113, but Psalms 116 here is very personal. Very personal. He uses a personal pronoun 37 times. 37 times in 19 verses. Uh, you know, uh, that, 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 that's, a, that's more than a couple every verse. And, and he, he refers to himself uh, uh, in, this, in, this, in, this, in this whole psalm, starting in verse 4 there, he says, Then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return, return unto my rest, O my soul. Now, isn't that good? You know, this has been just one of those, uh, you know. It's been hard to find rest, I think, in the last several years. And, I, and it's been, been kind of nice. It, we're kind of coming out of some things, I hope, uh, uh, here in Bakersfield and, and around town. And you know what? We need to have the same opinion or the same joy that the psalmist had. You know, he, he, I don't know about you, maybe, maybe God hasn't worked in a super mighty way in your life. Some of you are kind of small still. You know, uh, I, I teach a, a class uh, at our church uh, of second and third graders, and, and I just love those kids all my, with all my heart. And, you know, the, uh, the thing about uh, uh, kids is they haven't experienced a whole lot of, of pain in their lives. Isn't that, isn't that our goal as parents? We're now... <laughs> My kids are well, as old as Donnie's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Lizzie. I shouldn't have said that too loud. But but uh, <laughs> my my kids my kids are all in their in their 30s, and uh, my oldest is 37. I was, I'm thinking I'm 30 37, right? Yes, I know, dear God. Yes, that's correct. And uh, so they're starting to figure out now in life what the psalmist here is talking about. I think sometimes we have to experience life to understand the goodness and blessings of God. Uh, if we don't, if we don't experience some of those hard times, you know, um, I, I think uh, we miss out on the blessings. You know, God said that if we serve Him, right, that we're going to have trouble in this world. And uh, boy, have we had some some issues just even recently. But uh, the idea that that God loves us and wants to do what's best for us is is uh, is the most exciting thing I've ever experienced in my life. I did that when I was 14 years old, you know, and I'm still doing it at 63. I'm a little younger than your pastor. Uh, uh, like I said, we've known each other over 40 years. I knew them before I knew my wife. <laughs> that, that's a long time in Pastor Brother Hardy, uh, all those years. And, uh, you know, the idea that uh, God has, has all these years blessed us and took care of us, I, I can't even think uh, uh, what great you know, what goodness that, that, that I, I should be doing more for him. 
And that's why this is really important to me at the first of the year because we're just getting through this first part of the psalm, and I really want to concentrate on on 12 through 14. But the idea that here in verse 9, it says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. And then we're going to get into what his vows were to God. You know, and, uh, and uh, it's better us, us uh, uh, look through this and look back on the year. Um, what things did we do for the Lord this year? Those are the things I, I, I look back at myself because uh, I, I want to be better. I want to be a better servant of God's next year than I was this year. Sometimes that doesn't always happen, but that, that's my goal. And tonight, uh, if you'd be back, I got a poem I read. It's about a little college girl and the commitment she made. And it, it's a real, it really blessed my life because I think we should be making a difference every single day in our lives. But anyway, the first point I want to look at here is uh, uh, the voluminous blessings received, all of his benefits. Have you ever numbered all his benefits? The song, I was going to have Alice play that, but uh, count your many blessings, right? You know, uh, have you ever done that? You know, when, when I was going for a new job, I, my, in fact, my wife just did that. She got a new job this year. She starts on Monday, so uh, we're kind of excited for her. But the idea that uh, when she was doing that, you look at pros and cons, you know. Um, what does this job hold, and, and what does, well, what's the negatives? If I take this job, how's that going to affect my life, right? Well, I, I do the same thing at the beginning of the year. What did I do for God? And what did I fail? I kind of want to look at those things because I, I want to go back and remember the blessings and, and figure out what I did wrong and move forward going correctly. You know, and, and we need to do that. We need not get caught up in the past, but we need to remember because if we don't remember, we make the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. And it seems like the next year, I'm looking at the pros and cons and I got the same ones. I don't want to do that. I want to move on. I want to be what God wants me to be uh, in this life. But he says here in verse 12, he says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all the benefits unto me? Have you ever thought about the benefits that he's given to you? Think about it. We live in the most prosperous nation in the world, right? Pretty much. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe except Dubai or someplace like that. That, that has an overwhelming amount of, of oil or whatever it is that they do over there. But the... Uh, 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 well, when you have gold in a vending machine, I guess maybe they went beyond us just a hair. <laughs> I don't know if you read any of the articles about there, but they, you can actually go buy gold in their vending machine. <laughs> I can't believe stuff like that. But what about us here in America today, in Bakersfield? I don't know about you, but I am glad I have food. I don't have to worry about that, you know? I'm glad that I got raiment, you know? You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not... Uh, I'm not uh, uh, in a third world country right now. We, we've had, we, had a couple, we had a group just come back from Columbia uh, at our church, and they, uh, the people there are very destitute in a lot of places. So the idea that you know, we, have, and we have a home. I don't know if you've seen uh, there, there's some uh, uh, homeless out here in, the, uh, in that valley over there. Uh, I don't know about you, but the last few days it is cold and rain and stuff. I'm glad I got a house. You know, I, I think sometimes we take for granted some of the things that we got. 
You know, I, 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 I have the unfortunate, uh, uh, I have to drive around L.A. from time to time for my job, and, uh, and there's homeless everywhere down there. And I, and I pray for them. I don't know what to do for them. But uh, the idea that uh, I have a home, I have a place for my family to come, uh, you know, uh, man, what a benefit. What a blessing that God has allowed us to be able to, to do those kinds of things in our life. And I don't know about, the, I, I put down here health. <laughs> as I get older, uh, my, uh, my health isn't as good as it used to be. But uh, I used to get kidney stones a lot. I don't know how many of you knew that, but I would suffer with them. And I haven't had them for over a year and a half, so I'm, I'm, I'm thanking God for that. I'm thanking God for the, the house. And then I remember Jesus uh, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, God clothes the lilies of the field, he feeds the birds of the air. And yet, most precious of all, God's creation. Sometimes we worry about the, the things that God just wants to give us. Those things he's going to give to us, he's going to, he's going to take care of us, even if it might not be what we want sometimes, yeah, but it is enough for our lives. The benefits of, for our mind. I don't know about you guys, but my mind, uh, I have to keep stretching my mind as I get older. Any of you besides me play Sudoku or uh, word games, you know, to keep your mind sharp? Yeah, I discovered I was forgetting a whole bunch of stuff. Nobody out there doing that besides me? Uh, everybody must be, be a whole lot younger than me here. But the idea, I, I've forgotten stuff, so I was starting to do these word games just to keep my mind sharp, right? And to keep my, uh, and I like Sudoku because I like math and I like numbers and, and things, and it's kind of fun. And they got this one where you put puzzle pieces together, and that kind of is fun too. Danny would probably like that because he likes working with stuff, you know, but it's fun. But uh, the idea that God has given us so many benefits. And for our mind, he's given us things to do, you know, because the mind is the garden. And I, I, I got this from my, my, uh, a man I wish I had met in my life, but I never did, uh, Warren Wiersbe. I don't know if you ever heard of Warren Wiersbe, but he, he died several years ago. He's, uh, but he used to teach back at Cedarville College in, in uh, Ohio. And uh, this is, uh, it says the mind, he said this, the mind is a garden that could be cultivated to produce the harvest that we desire. The mind is a workshop where the important decisions of life and eternity are made. The mind is an armory where we forget the weapons of our victory and, and destruction. The mind is a battlefield where all the decisive battles are won and lost. And you know, today our, our uh, excuse me, today our, uh, our, uh, we're in a battle for our minds. Everywhere we go, you know, and we need the Word of God to get in there and to cleanse that mind every single day. I, I asked, someone asked me, he said, well, well, why do you read the Word of God every day? You know, that was a question. <laughs> I, didn't know that was, I didn't know that was a question. But they asked me, why do you read, read, read the Word of God? I, I told them, I said, well, you know, and I had to step back for a minute, you know, and I think, well, there's a lot of benefits to that. You know, uh, besides the blessings of that, but the one thing I think that for me is it cleanses my mind and puts me in the right focus for the day. Without that washing and cleansing of the Word, we, 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 get, uh, we get a lot of junk in there. I don't know about you, when I go out and I work, you know, right? You go out in the world and you work, you get what? Uh, 
you know, I, I work at a mining operation up in Fraser Park right now, and uh, I get a lot of grease on me. I get a lot of clay. I get a lot of garbage from, from the day, dust and things. And when I get home, I am completely needing a shower. And, and so where do I go to get that, that cleansing? I go into my upstairs bathroom and I, I get it all washed off, right? Like we all need to do every day, right? Get one, well, every day, hopefully. <laughs> if, the, if, if the hot water is still working. Uh, when my wife takes a bath, it's hard to get more hot water because she's got this big old tub, you know. And so if I get a shower after that, I get very little hot water. Even though we got a big old 40-gallon, <coughs> we got this big old 40-gallon hot water heater, you know, uh, and, but, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, anyway, it doesn't, doesn't help me any uh, afterwards. But, but she got her bath, and so we, we put a big old tub in for her because she needed that, and she loves that, so we went after that. But you know the resources that God gives us through the Word of God, wisdom, you know, he gives us uh, direction. He gives us, he gives us. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, 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 uh, I, I, when I was in college at Cal Poly Pomona years and years and years and years ago, I was studying psychology. One of the things I wanted to do was help people. Um, I don't know why, but God gave me that, I don't know, desire uh, to help people. And uh, the more I got into psychology, the more I started understanding, <clears throat> do you have any cures for this? And, uh, and, the, and the professor, who had been a psychologist for years and years and years, he goes, no, we just have treatments. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> I, says, I says, well, I know someone that, that, that not only is going to cure it, but is going to make me well. And, and I started hanging with the Word of God and doing with the Word of God. I dropped out of that. I went into Bible college some years later and, and then uh, met your pastor and his wife, and, and, and I know you all know Brother Hardy and his sweet wife. Um, and, uh, but the idea that, uh, you know, God uh, gives us so much. He gives us books to read, too. I don't know about you, but uh, I, I, I need to get myself straight sometimes. I read the Word of God. I depend on the Holy Spirit, but sometimes it's nice to read Warren. <laughs> it's, it's nice to read Matthew Henry. It's nice, it's, 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 it, and read sermons. I love to read sermons. I read sermons about, uh, uh, from Spurgeon or, or uh, uh, G. Campbell Morgan. Who I, uh, he was an old preacher way back when. John Gill or some of the old, old preachers that were around. Uh, I was talking with your pastor this morning, and uh, he says he needs to get preached to. You know, preachers don't get preached to very much. <laughs> unless they go to a preacher's meeting or something, you know, or a, or a big meme or watch something on TV, but uh, that, that's a very rare uh, occasion. But uh, what, are, what are the benefits to the soul? Though? Ever thought about the benefits to the soul? Have you ever, before you got saved, did you ever ache inside wondering if there was something else? Did you ever pang for answers that you couldn't get answers to? I mean, desire answers. There are people in this world today that are, that are doing that, even right now. Everything is so messed up. You look at the politics, right? You look at uh, anything anymore. And the only refuge we have is in this book right here. And in, the, and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
in our lives as he wants to direct us. Timothy said in the scriptures, uh, he said the scriptures which are able to what? Make us wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for what? Doctrine? For reproof? For correction? I don't know about you, but I need to get corrected. Any, any of you besides me when I was a kid? I got corrected more than I wanted to. And, uh, and uh, the idea that God is going to correct us also and get, put us in the right direction. I don't know about you, but if, without that correction, I don't know where I'd be. You know, the one thing uh, I do remember is being in church almost every single Sunday of my life growing up. From I was even in church when, I was pre- when my mom was pregnant. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, I grew up in church. I know the stories, but you know, there's still a pang sometimes. Just because you grew up in church does not mean you've heard all the stories, right? You've heard all the preaching. You've heard all the Sunday school lessons. But it's still a personal choice on each individual that they've got to receive Christ as their personal Savior. And that's where we find that in the Scriptures. So not only is it for correction, but it's also for instruction in righteousness. That who? The man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Right? All good works. And those good works are to serve God. Um, that gives us hope and comfort. I don't know about you guys, but if I didn't have those scriptures and know that this was real, I would have gave up a long time ago. Because, you know, uh, this, is, this is the only hope that we have. And, and if we don't trust it, if we don't cling to it, we don't read it, we don't try to understand it, to get it into our hearts, into our minds, we're going to be most, of most people, most miserable. Because our hope is, is very small. Also, too, look at this, it teaches us about Christ and all things concerning living. There's nothing that it hasn't told me about living. I'm only 66, so I'm, I'm, I may not be as old as some in here, but I'm definitely older than most junior higher right there uh and uh, and little ones that uh, you know uh she's got a lot of years to grow but the idea that that all of us are at some point in our life aren't we and that this word of god changes it doesn't change but the meaning and the i guess the preciousness to our life changes you know when i was a young christian it meant the scriptures meant something else to me, and other scriptures didn't. I don't know about you guys, but I used to cling mostly all to my Old Testament. And then I, I, when I got married, you know, here I, I've, now I'm responsible uh, for a young lady who put her trust in me and her love in my, in my, my, my life. So it changed then. And then I had kids. The Word of God didn't change, but what it meant to me changed. It got deeper and deeper and deeper into my soul. Because I have more sorrows when I had kids. And then I got grandkids now. Oh my goodness. You know? Wow. What do you do about that? You love them and love them and love them and love them and love them. And that's all you can pretty much do. And keep praying for them and praying for them and praying for them, right? And that's what I do. I mean, 30-year-old kids. What are you going to do with 30-year-old kids? Oh my goodness. Uh, You know? They're, 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 they're on their own. They, they're out flapping their wings, doing their thing, you know, and they got kids of their own, and they're going through the same, same issues. 
But the other thing I, I think that, that uh, I love about God is he doesn't leave us here with nothing to do. Have you ever been sitting at the house and you wonder what you got to do? Not really. I, I, sometimes because uh, I, I get home, I get, the, I get all the yard work done, I get all the stuff done, you know, uh, uh, and we're sitting around the house thinking, you know, what should we do? You know, God always says something for us to do. Um, I, I didn't ask Pastor, Pastor Don, but uh, do you guys got a visitation program on Wednesdays or Thursdays? Or? You should, well, all of you should be witnessing for Christ. You should be, you got friends that they don't know. Did you know that? Every single one of you in this room has a sphere of people, right? That no one else in here knows. It's your group. That's the group God gave to you. There's a passage in, in uh, Matthew 28, and I think you guys all know this passage. Uh, we got read this in chapel almost every single week, I think, when we're Bible college. But it says here, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded to you, and lo, what I am with you always until the end of the world. He's given us something to do. Not only do we tell all of the people in our sphere, you know, unfortunately, in my, I, sometimes we have a big sphere, you know, maybe you're uh, uh, some leader at work or, or you're, uh, you're uh, a supervisor, manager, or you own your own company, whatever it might be. There's a lot of people there that God has given to you that nobody else will be able to, to even talk to. And, and it's your opportunity to be, that's your Jerusalem, right? That's your Jerusalem. That's where you live. I spend more time at work probably than I spend with my wife. Anybody else like that? <laughs> yeah? You're working 40, 45, 50 hours a week, depending on what it is right now, right? You spend more time there than I do with my wife. And uh, so my time with my wife is important to me, but the time that I do at work, what, what, do I, what do I do with it? How do I use it? How, what kind of example am I of Christ to those people at work? This I want to do because what? Because look, look at verse 12 again. It says, What shall I render unto God for all the benefits towards me? What shall I render unto God? He's done all these marvelous things for our life. The greatest thing is we've gotten saved. He's given us a home in heaven, right? But there are so many other blessings that He's given to us that He promises to take care of us in, in a very special way. And you know, uh, He even gives us affliction. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know about you, but I've learned more in the last two years than I've learned probably in my entire life about how, how to live. Seriously, it's been, it's been one of the toughest three years probably in my whole life. It's been a great year because I've been able to witness to several people because of it. Because you know what? Other people are going through the same thing we are. And when I figured that out, guess what? They all want to know what's better. They all want to know if there's something different. Because they see something in us that should be very, very different. God should, should be, you know, uh, 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 who was it, uh, James, that was saying that 
or no, as Paul saying that you should be you shouldn't be drunk with wine, wearing is excess, but you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever been to the mission, mission field, or not mission field, but the the, the mission here in Bakersfield, or L.A. or anywhere? Anybody? Well, we used to go there and preach uh, about once a month uh, at the mission, and then you get down there with those guys, right, at the altar, right, right down here, and you'd be praying with them, and they'd have this uh, sore on their hand because they're living out on the street. And then they'd have this wonderful odor that would emanate from them of the alcohol that's pouring out of their skin. Well, God wants us to be just like that alcoholic or that drunk, only instead of alcohol coming out of our system, He wants the Holy Spirit coming out of our system that other people might see God in our lives. That's part of the blessing that He gives to us. He gives to us peace and joy and happiness and all the things that, you know, maybe our lives weren't filled with before. And even though the last few years have been hard and difficult, we could be the joy that goes forward in a whole lot of people's lives because they're still suffering. Many people today are still suffering, and we are the ones that have the answer to that suffering. And I don't know about you, but I've been praying that God would come. I've been praying that God would come soon. You know, it says, it says uh, in the Scripture that, that God is going to come like in the days of Noah, right? Well, I don't know. I think we're pretty close. We're getting there, you know. Oh, man, I'm having a problem here. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, this weather has been kind of killing me. The idea that, uh, anyway, that uh, the psalmist says that all his benefits... Daily, weekly, monthly. How about hourly? Minute by minute? How many of you needed his blessings at work? Or needed your blessings just in life? Man, I tell you, uh, that's when we need to get on our knees and pray to God. Sometimes it's every minute. You know, Paul says we shouldn't be in prayer all the time, right? Well, we should be at least in a, in a, in a uh, uh, what do you call it, a, a uh, atmosphere of prayer. Or a... a, a, a uh, behavior prayer, I guess, would be a good word, too. But let's look at this. Number two here. I want to look at the next few verses here. It says, the appropriate inquiry, uh, oh, boy, instituted. What shall I render? What shall I render? You know, uh, God demands uh, our heart, doesn't he? I don't know about you guys, but he demands our heart. When we get saved, God wants our heart. He, he doesn't want anything from us but our heart and our lives to Him. He wants that from us. And then He will again uh, uh, return to us. He demands, uh, you know, um, I, I just want to read this one verse. It's in Psalms 34, 18. It says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves as such as a contrite spirit. I don't know about you, but that's demanding my heart. God wants my heart. God wants to see my heart break for unsaved people. God wants to see my heart break for my sinfulness. You know, God wants my heart to be broken over what we see in the world today. That we might be a, it might encourage us and inspire us to, to be a testimony for him. Not just for what he's done, but also to see what the people are going through. I see so many people, uh, divorces, I don't know about you guys, but divorce is rampant. <laughs> I got four guys right now at my job getting, going through a divorce. 
And, you know, it's really hard to get those guys to work. <laughs> they got so much on their mind other than what it should be. And, and, and they, have, they see no hope. They really don't. And it's like their whole life's been ripped, ripped apart and, uh, and uh, taken apart. And I, I tried, at least I got to witness to one of them, and uh, told him, I said, you know, if you just give your heart to God, let him heal your heart. I said, all these other things are still going to be happening, but God will reach down inside and give you some peace about things, and you never know. God may heal a marriage that needs, needs Christ in it right now. See, I just don't under, understand when people are hurting. I, I don't know about you, Pastor, but uh, I see people at their lowest sometimes but yet they refuse to reach out to God. I, I don't get it. I, I, I've showed them. I've, 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 I've talked to them. I've, I've, we've been kind and, and, and all those things that we need to be, right, to other people. And yet they refuse to, to bow their knee to Christ and receive his goodness in their life. Let's look at verse 13 and 14 now. It says, I will, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. And uh, I really like this next verse, because it really shows the heart of the guy. Notice this. It says, Precious is the sight of the Lord, or excuse me, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now remember what he prayed about in the first four verses? He prayed that God would what? He's thankful that God came and pulled him out of the throes of death, right? Then he, he's praising God and, 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 and telling God that he's going to lift his name up, right? And all these things. And then in the very last part of the psalm, he says, Precious is in the sight of the Lord is the death of your saints. Do you think he learned something? I think he learned something. I think he learned the same thing Paul learned, that whether it's in life or death, no matter what it might be for me, I'm still going to serve God, no matter what it is. You know, and, and, and I think that is the, the attitude, at least, I'm trying to go into the new year for, because I don't know what the new year holds. Can you read the future? I can't. The only thing I know is God is coming sometime soon. But I don't know what soon means. Soon to God might be, I don't know what soon means. I would love a definition of that word. But uh, there is no definition. We don't know when God's coming. Everything has happened for him to come back. And, and we're just waiting for that to happen. And while we are sitting here waiting, as God has left us here, he's given us a whole lot of stuff to do. You know, and I know there, there may be some in here. I know a lot of you. You guys have been precious in my life for a long time. Especially Nina. Yeah, mine is the, boy, she's my precious to my heart. As much as the, the Hardys. Uh, I've known them for so long. And uh, you know what? Um, we have people that have gone on. You know, Pastor Delaney has been gone now for, what, 23 years? 24 years, something like that. Long time. I remember we just got back from handing out turkeys. Literally. It was Thanksgiving. We'd just gone out and we handed out Christmas to the needy. And, uh, 
And then he came back, and, and we don't know. He laid down in his chair, and that was it. I mean, you know, I'll never forget that. Still makes me cry today. So we don't know what the future holds. How long are we going to have in this life? We don't know. So you know what that encourages me with? It encourages me to get busy doing what God wants me to do. Because I just don't know. There are people in my sphere I want to reach for Christ. There are people in this room maybe that doesn't know Christ. I don't know. I don't know all of you. I know a lot of you. And I know the testimony of, of a few from their pastor. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know a lot of you. And so I don't know if you all know Christ personally as Savior or not. But wouldn't it be great to go into New Year knowing Christ as Savior? But you know, even more than that as a Christian, wouldn't it be great to have a mission from God? Wouldn't it be great? There's a little girl, and uh, I, I know I'm going to ruin everything I was going to do tonight. But this, this, uh, I really love this little story. Because you know what? Every one of us has the purpose in our heart what we're going to do every day. You know, when I got married, I found out it was easy to love my wife, but it was hard to like her sometimes. Okay? Because that's the way marriage is, right? Uh, I hope you all can relate to that. Maybe, maybe, I hope my marriage isn't unique in that. But, but, uh, but I choose every day to love my wife. Every single day. I, I have to wake up every morning and choose to love my wife. Okay? And just like when we get up in the morning, we should choose to do something for God because of our love for Him. It's not, it's not out of obligation. It's not out of, oh, if you don't do this, well, you ain't going to get to heaven, right? No. It's out of the love that we have to, for Him because of the love He had for us. And that's why we should be serving God. And that's why we should be doing what we do. And that's why I love this, this, this section of Scripture because this man understood whoever it was that wrote this. He understood some things about God. And he understood some things about himself. And through the whole process, he learned that whether he lives or dies, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to stay closer to God because of it. And so this morning, you know, um, I, I haven't did a whole lot of preaching. So I, I do a whole lot of talking to, uh, to, to people. I do a lot of teaching. And, uh, but today, you know, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to invite Christ into your life. You know, uh, there are so many blessings and benefits he wants to bestow on your life. As this man who wrote the Psalms, as the psalmist wrote today, he knows the benefits. He's grateful for the benefits. He chose to live his life for God because of what God did in his life. And you just don't know how many things God wants to do for you by accepting this Savior. But I know a lot of you in here are Christians. And you're like me. You've had some failures this year. <laughs> like me. We've had some difficult times. But you know what? Maybe today's the day you just, you just need to commit to doing some, some, something wonderful for God every single day this year. Wouldn't that be awesome? What a difference that would make. Can you imagine if we, everyone in this room, just in this room, 
did something special for someone or did something special every day for God through the new year, what a change our world would be like because you're going to be influencing your friends, your family, and everybody around. And God wants that. And you know what? Your life will be full of more joy than you could handle. It's going to be overflowing onto everybody. You know? Have you ever seen those glasses that overflow and splashes everywhere? It gets all of you. I do that sometimes on the, uh, on the ice maker in our refrigerator. And it spills all over again. It's up like this high and it gets all over my clothes. And, uh, and it's because I'm talking to the stupid dog who wants to go out and get a, a bone. Right? I got this little dog who loves me to death. He's a little shizu about so high. And he's just sitting there whining, 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 whining. And he, and he distracts me from what I'm doing. I do not want to be distracted this year. I want to be focused. I want to be completely on track with what God wants for my life. And I hope you do too. Why don't you stand and bow your heads and we'll close this morning. And uh, anyhow, let's just have a word of, word of prayer this morning. Lord God, we are thankful for those that have come out this morning to uh, be in your house, to hopefully be encouraged. God, I, I pray that's something that, that, that I've been able to do today. But most of all, Lord, there might be some here who don't know your Savior. I just ask God that you would, you would give them courage to come forward and we might be able to talk with them, that we might be able to help them understand. And then there might be those today that know you personally as Savior.